Story three of the Third Circle by Frank Norris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Story three: Little Dramas of the Curbstone. The first little drama had for backing the red brick wall of the clinic at the medical hospital, and the calcium light was the feeble glimmer of a new lighted street lamp, though it was yet early in the evening and quite light there were occasional sudden explosions of a northeast wind at the street corners and at long intervals an empty cable car trundled heavily past with a strident whirring of jostled glass windows nobody was in sight the street was deserted there was the pale red wall of the clinic severe as that of a prison the livid grey of the cement sidewalk and above the faint greenish blue of a windy sky a door in the wall of the hospital opened and a woman and a young boy came out they were dressed darkly and at once their two black figures detached themselves violently against the pale blue of the background they made the picture all the faint tones of the wall and the sky and the grey-brown sidewalk focused immediately upon them they came across the street to the corner upon which i stood and the woman asked a direction she was an old woman and poorly dressed the boy i could see was her son him i took notice of for she led him to the steps of the nearest house and made him sit down upon the lowest one she guided all his movements and he seemed to be a mere figure of wax in her hands she stood over him looking at him critically and muttering to herself then she turned to me and her muttering rose to a shrill articulate plaint ah these fool doctors these dirty beasts of medical students they impose upon us because we're poor and rob us and tell us lies upon this i asked her what her grievance was but she would not answer definitely putting her chin in the air and nodding with half-shut eyes as if she could say a lot about it if she chose your son is sick said i yes or no not sick but he's blind and 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 he's blind and he's an, an idiot born that way blind and idiot blind and an idiot blind and an idiot will you think of that for a moment you with your full stomachs you with your brains you with your two sound eyes born blind and idiotic do you fancy the horror of that thing perhaps you cannot or perhaps could i myself have conceived of what it meant to be blind and an idiot had i not seen that woman's son in front of the clinic in the empty windy street where nothing stirred and where there was nothing green i looked at him as he sat there tall narrow misshapen his ready-made suit seldom worn but put on that day because of the weekly visit to the clinic hung in stupid wrinkles and folds upon him his cheap felt hat clapped upon his head by his mother with as little unconcern as an extinguisher upon a candle was wrong end foremost so that the bow of the band came upon the right-hand side his hands were huge and white and lay open and palm upward at his side the fingers inertly lax like those of a discarded glove and his face 
when i looked at the face of him i know not what insane desire born of an unconquerable disgust came up at me to rush upon him and club him down to the pavement with my stick and batter in that face that face of a blind idiot and blot it out from the sight of the sun for good and all it was impossible to feel pity for the wretch i hated him because he was blind and an idiot his eyes were filmy like those of a fish and he never blinked them his mouth hung open blind and an idiot absolute stagnation life as unconscious as that of the jellyfish an excrescence a parasitic fungus in the form of a man a creature far below the brute the last horror of the business was that he never moved he sat there just as his mother had placed him his motionless filmy eyes fixed his jaw dropped his hands open at his sides his hat on wrong side foremost he would sit like that i knew for hours for days perhaps would if left to himself die of starvation without raising a finger what was going on inside of that misshapen head behind those fixed eyes i had remembered the case by now one of the students had told me of it his mother brought him to the clinic occasionally so that the lecturer might experiment upon his brain stimulating it with electricity heredity the student had commented father a degenerate exhausted race drank himself into a sanitarium while i was thinking all this the mother of the boy had gone on talking her thin voice vibrant with complaining and vituperation but indeed i could bear with it no longer and went away i left them behind me in the deserted darkening street the querulous nagging woman and her blind idiotic boy and the last impression i have of the scene was her shrill voice ringing after me the oft-repeated words ah the dirty beasts of doctors they robs us and impose on us and tell us lies because we're poor the second little drama was wrought out for me the next day i was sitting in the bay window of the club watching the world go by when my eye was caught by a little group on the curbstone directly opposite an old woman meanly dressed and two little children both girls the eldest about ten the youngest say six or seven they had been coming slowly along and the old woman had been leading the youngest child by the hand just as they came opposite to where i was sitting the younger child lurched away from the woman once or twice dragging limply at her hand then its knees wobbled and bent and the next moment it had collapsed upon the pavement some children will do this from sheer perversity and with intent to be carried but it was not perversity on this child's part the poor old woman hauled the little girl up to her feet but she collapsed again at once after a couple of steps and sat helplessly down upon the sidewalk staring vaguely about her thumb in her mouth there was something wrong with the little child one could see that at half a glance some complaint some disease of the muscles some weakness of the joints that smote upon her like this at inopportune moments again and again her old mother with very painful exertion she was old and weak herself raised her to her feet only that she might sink in a heap 
before she had moved a yard the old woman's bonnet fell off a wretched battered black bonnet and the other little girl picked it up and held it while she looked on at her mother's efforts with an indifference that could only have been born of familiarity twice the old woman tried to carry the little girl but her strength was not equal to it indeed the effort of raising the heavy child to its feet was exhausting her she looked helplessly at the street cars as they passed but you could see she had not enough money to pay even three fares once more she set her little girl upon her feet and helped her forward half a dozen steps and so little by little with many pauses for rest and breath the little group went down the street and passed out of view the little child staggering and falling as if from drunkenness her sister looking on gravely holding the mother's battered bonnet and the mother herself patient half exhausted her gray hair blowing about her face laboring on step by step trying to appear indifferent to the crowd that passed by on either side trying bravely to make light of the whole matter until she should reach home as i watched them i thought of this woman's husband the father of this paralytic little girl and somehow it was brought to me that none of them would ever see him again but that he was alive for all that the third little drama was lively and there was action in it and speech and a curious baffling mystery on a corner near a certain bank in this city there is affixed to the lamp-post a call-box that the police use to ring up for the patrol wagon when an arrest is made in the neighbourhood the offender is brought here the wagon called for and he is conveyed to the city prison on the afternoon of the day of the second little drama as i came near to this corner i was aware of a crowd gathered about the lamp-post that held the call-box and between the people's heads and over their shoulders i could see the blue helmets of a couple of officers i stopped and pushed up into the inner circle of the crowd the two officers had in custody a young fellow of some eighteen or nineteen years and i was surprised to find that he was well dressed and as fine-looking a lad as one would wish to see i did not know what the charge was i don't know it now but the boy did not seem capable of any great meanness as i got into the midst of the crowd and while i was noting what was going forward it struck me that the people about me were unusually silent silent as people are who are interested and unusually observant then i saw why the young fellow's mother was there and the little drama was enacting itself between her her son and the officers who had him in charge one of these latter held the key to the call-box in his hand he had not yet rung for the wagon an altercation was going on between the mother and the son she entreating him to come home he steadily refusing it's up to you said one of the officers at length if you don't go home with your mother i'll call the wagon no jimmy said the woman and then coming close to him she spoke to him in a low voice and with an earnestness an intensity that it hurt one to see no for the last time will you come no 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 the officer faced about and put the key into the box but the woman caught at his wrist and drew it away it was a veritable situation 
it should have occurred behind footlights and in the midst of painted flats and flies but instead the city thundered about it drays and cars went up and down in the street and the people on the opposite walk passed with but an instant's glance the crowd was as still as an audience watching what next would happen the crisis of the little drama had arrived for the last time will you come with me no she let fall her hand then and turned and went away crying into her handkerchief the officer unlocked and opened the box set the indicator and opened the switch a few moments later as i went on up the street i met the patrol wagon coming up on a gallop what was the trouble here why had that young fellow preferred going to prison rather than home with his mother what was behind it all i shall never know it was a mystery a little eddy in the tide of the city's life come and gone in an instant yet reaching down to the very depths of those things that are not meant to be seen and as i went along i wondered where was the father of that young fellow who was to spend his first night in jail and the father of the little paralytic girl and the father of the blind idiot and it seemed to me that the chief actors in these three little dramas of the curbstone had been somehow left out of the programme end of story three